The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Advancements in the medical field are giving nurses faster, more effective results than ever before. They should expect the same from their education, too. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format allows you to set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move faster through your program. So the faster you move, the more money you save. When you're ready, we'll be here. Visit capella.edu for a trial course at no cost to you. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. <sighs> Sorry I'm late, everyone. It's all right. The meeting's just getting started. Are you in your closet? Yeah, it's the quietest place. <laughs> ah, not the roomiest, though. Getting closer with your closet these days? That uh, dinosaur costume behind you? What? No. <laughs> the Container Store's custom closet sale is here to help with up to 25% off closet systems and free virtual in-home closet design. Who wants Sean to put on the dino suit? Really, guys? The Container Store, where space comes from. It's time! You asked for it, and you got it at BruceBuffer.com. Championship introductions at a special rate are now provided for all of you as a keepsake for life, like you are being introduced like a champion in the cage. Just go to BruceBuffer.com. Specials for championship introductions, weddings, birthdays, voicemail, and business recordings. I'm here for you if you need me. Check me out at BruceBuffer.com. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping to the Great Wall of China and back to the streets of Las Vegas where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but maybe you're afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will talk about it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, President Trump, COVID-19, film, TV, UFC, you name it, we talk about it. And we're here today with my co-host and producer, TJ DeSantis. TJ, how are you? I'm good, Buff. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm back from Vegas again. I was there this weekend for a UFC. We'll talk about it on the show. But more importantly, our special guest on the show, we have the commentator, the host, the interviewer. She does it all. We have Laura Sanko on the show. Laura, how are you? Everything good? Oh, my gosh. I'm doing good. I just got to uh, Las Vegas. As you can see, I haven't even unpacked my suitcase yet. Oh, wrong shoulder. I can never get that right. It's back uh, there. Anyway. Uh, yeah, the, the beautiful Courtyard Marriott uh, here in Las Vegas. And I'm excited to be talking to you. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on too. Now, are you okay? There's three hotels we get, right? So uh, I was at the Fairfield this weekend. I've, I've gone from the Courtyard Marriott to the Resident. No, the Residence Inn. Take it back. Courtyard Marriott to the Residence Inn to the Fairfield uh, Inn. If that's how it goes, the three they're all together. You get there, you got tested today. Now you're quarantined for, for 24 hours. Is that the case? Yeah, I haven't quite. So my testing cutoff is 7 p.m. So I try to like squeeze in one activity between when I land and when I have to quarantine. So yeah. I might try to go work out at, at Extreme Couture here. We'll see. Um, but yeah, regardless, shortly after that, I will get tested and then I will be not leaving this room. That's it. That's it. I can assure you one thing, though. The beds are comfortable. I can see it back there. you got a yeah. similar room to what I had. So at least you got some comfort when you're sleeping. Um, Netflix and uh, <laughs> preparation for the show. That's pretty much I it. Yeah, there you go. You know well, what? Listen, like that, you, you mentioned three Marriott properties, Bruce, and like I know the last thing that you guys really want to think about is spending more time in a hotel. But when this thing is all said and done, 
You're going to have some points, guys. Here's the thing, though. I have the Marriott points. I'm so bad. I Every time I leave, I get in the car, we're driving back, and all of a sudden I go, I forgot to give him my points. So now you just reminded me of something. When I go there in two weeks, I will not be there this weekend, Laura. Um, I'll be there next week. I'll definitely go back and say, hey, <laughs> put my account on all the stays here because it does add up. It adds up real quick. I'm not getting them at all. How dumb am I? I have not even – it's just the last thing I think about. So – Thank you, TJ. You know what? See, th this is this is a quite uh, nice reminder. See, you guys are doing well financially. You must be doing well because guys like me, we need those free nights. This is how I get a vacation for my family. But you guys, now you're good. You guys are successful. Think, it's nice. I think I think part of it has to do with the fact that I'm so spoiled, as both of us are, doing so many shows and never having to pull out our own credit card to pay for right. the room, number one, except for the incidentals. But I've been doing this, and I've been a road warrior now on this for 25 years almost, amongst every other bit of travel I have. And it was only about a year ago that a good friend of mine named Shu said, are you using your Marriott points? And I'm like, no. And when I added it up, oh my gosh, think about it. <laughs> think about all the free yeah. days, everything. I'm horrible. I don't clip coupons. I'm so bad. I'm so bad. I should try and save money. But you know what? I'm going to turn a new leaf. When I go back there next week, I'll hit all three hotels. I'll get it on there. Be done. Ready to go. Who, anyway, who, Laura, who, we know who, what we need to do. Who's he kidding, Laura? When Buffer goes on vacation, he's not staying in a courtyard Marriott. Like, this yeah. dude's going to places that don't accept Marriott points. Yeah. I, I'm getting to the point now where I don't know anything else but a Marriott. You know, it's like yeah. I, I've gotten down to being comfortable in the two and three stars. Let's put it that way. But <laughs> what can we do? Anyway, Laura, you're there. You're there for a reason. You're hosting Dana White's Contender Series. You're doing UFC Fight Nights. You've been in Abu Dhabi with us the last trip. You do the pay-per-views, the interviewing. You're a busy, busy gal. So out of all this, have you ever thought that maybe considering all the jobs we have in Vegas and God knows how long we're going to be going back to Vegas, which could easily be for another 6 to 12 months without even a question, um, of living in Vegas for these long stints? You know, it's funny because living in Vegas isn't really an option for me because I live on a ranch. We've got 150 acres outside of Kansas City and cattle and all that stuff. So that's not easily transferred, obviously, to another city. I love Kansas City. But I will say I did a photo shoot at um, one of the, the makeup ladies, her apartment complex, and I loved it. Her apartment complex is basically just like the Palms. It was so fun, so swanky, uh, really hip and cool. And it was the first time I thought, man, if I ever really make a lot of money doing this, which is, I'm a long way from that, uh, I could see myself, you know, like renting, renting a small apartment. So I at least have someplace consistent to go to. I can keep some things there because the funny thing about this, so like I, I'm here so much this summer. I had Amazon send me a Keurig. I order groceries so that they're ready for me at the front desk every time I check in. Um, like, I, I'm starting to store more and more stuff at the hotel. <laughs> I think they're getting <laughs> sick of me. <laughs> you got to do so it, though. Like, if that's your new home and you're going to be there for prolonged periods of time, like, you want to have a semblance of life, which kind of goes back to that old saying, like, when you visit somewhere, don't visit somewhere. Live there when you're yeah. there. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they, there's no coffee anywhere. And because I'm on central time and because a lot of times I still have things, because things are always changing last minute. Bruce knows this. A lot of times the day of a show, I have to get up super early to get my last minute things done. So I'm up at like 4.30 in the morning here and I can't door dash from Starbucks at that hour and girlfriend needs her coffee. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to have my own coffee maker and I'll lug it from the residence 
to the courtyard, to the Fairfield, back to the courtyard. <laughs> okay, now something's not ringing right with me. Okay, I've stayed in all three places, right? I bring my own food, like you. I yeah. bring my own food ready to cook. Um, also to uh, the coffee. I have my own favorite coffee. I got to have my little bit of hot chocolate and my stevia. I'm very particular about my morning coffee. I'm sure you are too. Um, my cinnamon, the whole bit. So, but there's been a coffee maker in the room in every room I've been in. Are you saying you don't even have a coffee maker in this room? No, no, I do. I'm just, that's the way I'm high maintenance. I don't like their coffee maker. Oh, God. No, I got you. I'm high maintenance too, if that's the case, because that's what I'm saying. I brought my own coffee. I got it. Yeah, I, got I, brought, it. I got it. I brought my own, my own little K pods from home. And so I ordered like the cheapest single serve Keurig that I could just because I think it makes better coffee. And I order my groceries from Whole Foods and have them waiting for me at the front desk. So I have my the creamer that I like and all of this stuff. But by the way, guys, I don't think it makes you bougie if you don't want to use a hotel room coffee maker because that yeah. would give me the creeps, to be honest with you. Yeah. Just me. Well, I got you. But you know what, Laura, I, I want to pick you up on something. You mentioned your ranch. You know, I know that you have a beautiful ranch down there. I'm actually jealous. I love that kind of existence. It sounds awesome. And I was reading an article that back in August a couple weeks ago this month that you were surrounded by 400 police officers, helicopters. Uh, they had to use actually your vehicle to search the property. That some, what, what was going on? A fugitive was on your property. What happened? It's the craziest, craziest story ever. I'm, Give it to us. It's crazy. Okay. So it starts with, I keep hearing this chopper flying really low, but we live pretty close to a private airport. So it's not super unusual to hear jets or, or small planes or even choppers flying kind of low. It's not crazy. But it was, I just kept hearing it. And I finally look outside. I'm like, this thing is circling. And that is for sure a police helicopter. And right. then I look outside and there are at least five squad cars and SUVs that I keep seeing pass like really often. And so finally, I had just gotten out of the shower. My hair's like in a towel. I barely, I didn't have a bra on. I just threw a shirt on. And ran outside and flagged down one of the police officers. I said, what is going on? So apparently, uh, U.S. federal marshals had been tracking this fugitive for a while. I mean, he's from the area. It's not like a, a, a you know national thing. But they've been, they've been trying to get this guy for over a month now. And uh, he, there's a 300,000 square foot cave on our property. Wow. And it also opens up to another property that's owned by a company that has offices inside the cave. So I think that maybe he had some experience being in that side of the cave and knew that there was an exit onto our property. So what they believe happened is, well, what they know happened is he took some sort of, took a vehicle, went to that business, got out, went through the entire cave system and left via the exit that goes onto our property. And they found his shirt in the creek. And all I can say is at one point I looked outside, there were SWAT, federal marshals, PD, canine units. I mean, we're talking everything and everyone. And there are some old barns that are pretty close to our actual house. And I looked out at one point and they had, I don't know, I don't know guns, so I don't know what kind of rifles they were, but they were assault rifles, obviously. Right, um, right. And they're like out there, full tactical gear, clearing the barns. And it's just me and my son. My husband's out of town. The, the craziest shit always happens when Nathan's out of town. And I was like, oh my God, Burke, we have got to go upstairs because I, 
I don't know what's happening right now. But long story endless, they searched and searched. They finally came back to our house. There were like six office, six SWAT officers, well, I guess four SWAT officers in our kitchen. Uh, just, I gave, it was like 102 degrees out and they're in all this gear. So they came in to cool off when I gave them some water and stuff. And they said, is there any way we can use your vehicle, uh, your UTV to search the Because our property is very, very hilly and there's lots of cliffs and creeks and woods. It's not like it's a flat, it's not corn ground or anything like that. It's very right, woodsy. Right. So I gave them the UTV and they were gone for about, I don't know, two hours. Um, it was a long evening because they didn't catch him by, by nightfall. And so I was concerned that knowing how big the cave was and how easy it would be to hide out on my property, that he would just hang out there until nightfall and then try to leave once he knew the chopper could no longer be circling looking for him. So I was a little uneasy um, not having my husband in town. I should know how to use a gun. We have a couple, but I don't know how to use either of them, if I'm being honest. Just pull the uh, trigger. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Well, I could probably figure it out in a pinch, but yeah. I don't know. It didn't really seem like the smartest thing to do. So, and I had to leave. I had to leave for the airport at four o'clock in the morning the next day. So it was just, it was a nightmare. We ended up spending the night at my sister-in-law's house and then she took Burke back with the nanny and I had to go to the airport, but a lot of excitement, too much excitement. I don't need that. Much SWAT teams, police officers, yeah. like all-terrain vehicles, caves, like yeah. you're just missing Batman. Like this story is everything but Batman. <laughs> Actually, a little different. I mean, with the K-9 units, the U.S. Marshals, did you see the last Rambo movie when he had the big ranch and the underground no. caves? Oh, he had, like, the underground caves. You know, he set up all the booby traps, and when the bad guys came to get them, they were always in for, you know, the worst hell they could possibly even think of. That's what he reminds me of now. I think that underground cave would be really cool to have, like, the escape route, the weapons stash, the whole nine yards. Of course. Do something with it, because we have this cave. We have this massive, like I said, 300,000 square feet, and it's temperature-controlled. But we do nothing with it. Like, it could be storage. Everyone tells me I need to grow pot there, but I'm not really <laughs> into that. So, uh, and it's illegal. I don't, I don't, I don't I think don't Texas think. or Kansas is into that either, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, Missouri, but I don't, I don't think they're, I don't think they smile upon that yet. So, uh, yeah. yeah, we need some ideas of what to, uh, I've heard like Kansas City is huge on haunted houses, like kind of known for its ridiculously involved, humongous haunted houses. And I keep thinking we could have one out there, but then, you know, I just don't know anything about it. It'd be, it'd be a cool escape room, maybe, you know? I mean, you well, already have the history yeah, the of, like, a fugitive. escape room so. for anything. I mean, how far below ground is you've got the perfect setup. Yeah. If anything, you'd have, like, a, I was going to say a man cave, but you could have, like, a family cave, you know, with just everything in the sun underneath there. Who knows? I, I've hey, already you know, made a Batman reference, and Bruce Bruce talking about oh. caves is just, it's just out there. I don't know. Perfect. That's right up my alley. All right. You know, you talk about airports. I got to tell a funny story. The first time I ever met Laura, we were at a show in Houston. You remember this, Laura? <laughs> a typical dope that I could be at times or mindless, you know, in my own little uh, human nature faux pas. So I'm talking to Laura. We're talking. We're getting along really great. We're chatting and chatting and chatting. I thought Laura was on the same flight, TJ. Right. So as I'm standing there in between gate, whatever, let's call it gate 15 and gate 14, I'm looking out of gate 15 and they're the, the, airplane the jet is moving away from the uh the walkway right and they're getting ready they're closing the door and everything else and then i just realized that was my flight 
I and Laura was on the other flight leaving the other gate. I thought we were on the same flight and we were having such a good time talking. I literally missed my flight standing there talking to Laura, TJ. I mean, she's, she's got good conversational uh, skills, you know, so I, I don't great, I, con- yeah, great yeah. conversation skills. She yeah. proved it right there. She proves it every night on the UFC. So, but I mean, I got, like you're not fooling me, Buffer. You can't miss a private jet flight. Okay, like <laughs> I, I, I wish it was one of those private jet oh, flights. It okay. was not the case that day, but luckily the United agent at the at the um, gate was a huge UFC fan. I had a two hour delay, and I got back home. Let's say two hours, two and a half hours later than I should have. Thank God, but I can't begin to tell you that stupid feeling that goes through your body as you're watching the plane just go off, realizing how needless this was to even happen. So anyway, that's my little that's my little Laura Sanko. Sorry, oh, it's okay. I got to meet somebody. You're a great person. It's, uh, I, I love our friendship on the show. It's all great. It's all great. So now, Laura, we, um, we have the show. We had the show on Saturday night. Uh, this is the second show in a row that the co-main event, we've lost it due to a fighter testing positive for COVID-19. In this case, Ian Kudalaba. Um, the fighters are at one hotel. The production people are at another hotel. We're at the other hotel. Are you impressed, as I am, with all that UFC is doing and their safety and protocol to protect all of us? Because it is pretty amazing. Does it, does it, as much of a pain in the butt as it is for us, right? Let's be real. But you've got to embrace it. We've got to do it. We're working. We're very lucky. And we're showing the rest of the sports world how to get it done. Do you find any difficulties out of this? Do you have any issues with the testing? Any issues with the quarantine at all? Not at all. Not at all. I'm, I'm now, once you kind of get the, get the routine down, it's not a problem at all. And honestly, you know, it, we were, I was kind of giving uh, Felder shit about this the other night. Like, like, oh, I wish I could go out. You shouldn't be going out the night before a show anyway. So, uh, you know, just, just get to your room, chill out, watch a movie. It's, it's not a big deal. And I'm just, I, I'm very impressed with everything that the UFC does, all of the steps that they have taken to ensure that people are as safe as possible. And, you know, I think things are going to happen like what we saw, but frankly, when I see things like fighters testing positive, it doesn't concern me. It makes me realize that the that the protocols that they're putting in place are working, you know? And Absolutely. it doesn't, I, I think that the UFC has done a phenomenal job of doing the very best that can be done to create the safest environment possible. And I think that uh, it's, it's obvious that other sports are looking to the UFC um, as a test case to see how they did it. How'd you guys, how'd you guys manage to pull this off and how are you continuing to do it so successfully moving forward? But I'll say this, Bruce, I don't know about you, but it's not that I want anybody to test positive. Of course, I don't mind. I don't mind a 10 fight card. I don't hate it. (laughs) I I understand. How about last week when it was a nine fight card, you know, that was, it went by so so maybe nine's a little short. It reminds me of of, uh, of Invicta. I'm sure TJ can appreciate that. But like the difference between a 15 fight card or a 14 fight yeah. card yeah. and a 10 fight card is just in terms of when you're working it, it is massive. It's I, I, massive, but you know, it's like most people don't realize. You know, the pre prep. I mean, my pre prep is probably on my cars takes two hours before I get to Vegas or get to the show, and then at least an hour to two hours after I get all the final stats to do my artwork i put on the cards and stuff like that as i call it i like that you um, call it artwork but, it's colorful i'll say that actually that's what people call it and i started calling it myself because that's what they were calling right. it. you know so all good um but the prep work that you have to do you know getting to know the fighters getting to know what you need to get into them for their interviews and stuff like that what do you enjoy more do you enjoy more of the hosting the interviewing the combination of the two or just the whole experience itself i mean really the whole experience itself i think in terms of what really 
you know, plays to my heart, I would say Contender Series is probably one of probably my favorite thing that I do. It's not nearly as prestigious as being involved uh, in a pay per view or even um, you know some of the bigger fight nights that I that I get to work on. But right. there's just something about those fighters and the moment of realizing a dream that is just it's so incredible to be a part of. Um, I love my work for Invicta because I'm able to stretch my legs a little bit more there and I get to work with uh, TJ and I actually do color commentary. So um, I think everything, I have so many different little roles I play and there's stuff I love about each and every single one of them. But yeah, I think Contender Series is probably the best blend for me because they do allow me to kind of provide a little bit of analysis and showcase my fight knowledge a little bit more um, than maybe on a traditional ESPN card but then again like I said Invicta Invicta will always be home and I love working with TJ oh TJ hey, I'm gonna good. get a tear in my eye hey, listen to this I love it yeah. Laura will also not be afraid to maybe step in someday for someone who pulls out of a fight like she's still game she's still got that itch to get you know punch somebody oh. in the face from time to time hey the girl's in shape 365 days a year but you know speaking of which that's a question I was going to ask you Laura is that you watch the, the ladies fight, you know, you watch Mallory Martin and Hannah Cyphers go at it, you know, the other night. And, uh, it, it's like, does this get you like going, you watch Alexa Grasso put on the forum she did against Kim and say, God, I just, I got the itch. I want to get back in. Does it ever occur to you? And could it ever happen? Uh, it does. It does occur to me. It does get my, it does get my juices flowing. I just, um, the thing for me that's different than maybe a lot of people don't realize is that it's not, it's not so much just a matter of, Oh, I want to do it. So, the, the UFC doesn't have my weight class. I weigh I weigh 118 pounds when I'm out of shape, which is now. Um, so if I was in fight shape, I'd weigh closer to like 114 and I would cut to 105 or 106, hopefully. Um, and so the UFC doesn't have my weight class. I can't I can't compete, especially at this age. I could never compete against the straw weight girls because they're cutting from, you know, 130 to one, you know, 33 in there. And they're strong and they're, you know, a lot differently built than I am. I'm not short. I'm just, I'm kind of tiny boned. So I think if the UFC had an atom weight class, I would probably feel a lot different than I do. Uh, as it is, I just, I enjoy, I enjoy my job. And I just, I'm so grateful for the fact that I get to be really close to the sport, to, sport right. still, even though I don't um, compete in it anymore. But one of these days, I'm going to, I'm going to do some combat jujitsu. I'm going to, I'm going to do something. You'll, you'll see me somewhere again. Hey, listen, the combat jiu-jitsu, uh, speaking of which, TJ, I love the combat jiu-jitsu because I was announcing Eddie Bravo's shows for a while until mm -hmm. about a year ago. Uh, TJ fills in for me now. But, TJ, is he still having his events? Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a – so he, he kind of branches off and gets innovative. Like two months ago, we did a show called Jiu-Jitsu Overtime, which was just the overtime portion yeah. of uh, traditional right. EBI rules. But, yeah, no, there's a combat jiu-jitsu, uh, at least one more, I think, coming up before the end of the year. Very cool. Very cool. No, that's, I, I can see it. I mean, once a fighter, always a fighter. It's in your blood. It's got to be. What is your record, professional fighting? <laughs> it's pretty short, Bruce. I Go am 1-0 yeah. as a pro. I was 6-1 and one as an amateur. So I like to smush. It, it sounds a lot better if you say 7-1 and one overall. I think just an undefeated. <laughs> one win, no loss. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's, it'd be hard for me to say that, but it's you, still undefeated. No you can spin it, it this way: uh, nearly ten fights with only one loss. See, that's there how commentators go. do it. There we go. All right, as a commentator, you can get that off really, really easy. You know, Laura, um, I was so bummed. You know, when I, I rarely get bummed when a fight gets cut because, obviously, in the case of COVID, I just think about the fighter getting healthy and, you know 
taking care of themselves and their family and everything. And uh, if a fighter gets hurt, I hate seeing fighters get hurt. But I got to tell you, I was so looking forward to Iwan e- Kudalaba and Magomed Akaleev. It, it just, that fight had fight of the night written all over it. But Ricardo Lamas and Bill Algio, they certainly delivered. They got the fight of the night. Alexa Grasso, she really shined. Uh, Neil Magny subdued and, and detained Robbie Lawler. The way he did, as did Alexander Rakic uh, on Anthony Smith. It was a very interesting night of fights. And I think the star of the night that really shined, or one of them, is uh, a guy that's out of the contender series, is Zipa uh, Kasaganani. Uh-huh. Um, Say that again, Buff. Pretty... Okay, you ready? Kasanganai. 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 It's Kasanganai. Kasanganai. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sitting here with my card and my phonetics right. in front That's of me. Right. You know, I never it's rehearse. Tough. It's like, <laughs> it's okay. I'm not in the octagon. I can make a mistake. Exactly. Now. I'm in the octagon. I'll get it from the producer. I'll get it from the tweets. I'll get it from everything. But this is this time radio. I can screw up if I want to. I think that's the bit. <laughs> I think you screw up everyone's name here. And then in the octagon, you're, you're flawless, undefeated. Uh, there's, there's a methodology to my madness. There definitely is. Perfect. But he shined. He shined. I because I... I announced the winners on Contender Series, and I have I've always wanted to have this conversation with you. It is I absolutely hate doing it. It is why? Oh, I just because I'm so terrified of screwing it up because it's not what I normally do, and it is much more difficult than people realize. And it's so it's funny that you say that because I say Impa Kasanganai twenty times. But then I go to announce him as a winner, and I add an extra N in there, and I think I said Impa Kasanaganai. And it just, it's more difficult than people realize. I, it is my least favorite thing. I absolutely detest bring announcing. Wow. Wow. Jeez. I don't, I don't even know how to answer that. I was going to say you need to embrace it, but you're kind of like really digging in into the ground. <laughs> no, I think it's because you set such a ridiculously high bar that I Thank feel ludicrous even attempting to speak in that position you know what i mean i it it has nothing to do i think the position itself is so you make it such an art that when i get up there and i attempt and i'm certainly i don't try to undulate my voice i don't try to do anything crazy with my inflection because i would sound silly trying to do that so i just articulate and i just try to say it clearly and let it be what it is because it's contender series we don't need you know all this production or whatever um but it is still the most stressful thing i do (laughs) can can i just say for for both of you reading the judges scorecards would give me the most anxiety ever because one i don't trust them to do the math correctly and and two i want to make sure i read it correctly which i may also screw up i mean that's got to be a bit nerve-wracking i'm an idiot okay let's just make that clear i don't i don't do this that often so it's the first week back and I'm sh- I'm I'm running from my interview position as soon as the fight's over to get into the octagon in some timely manner. I'm holding my mask. I'm holding my wireless mic because I got to switch microphones. And I use a template. First, you would laugh so much at this. I use a template that literally on it, I have created a template where any possible outcome is on there. And I just have to find the right outcome so I don't have to think too hard. So I go out there. And the, the woman from the commission says, okay, unanimous decision. And then she reads me the scores and I write them down and I fold my paper and I'm ready to walk into the octagon and I walk in the octagon and I start to say it. And I realized that I wasn't paying attention. Then she read me the scores backwards. She read the, uh, small number on top, big number on bottom. 
but I was already saying it as I realized that I'm saying it backwards. And it's just the worst feeling in the world. You know, the worst feeling in the world is it can be that. It could be when you get those judges, you know, when you get all that numbers from the judges and you realize that it's one of those decisions that we got to say that people are going to criticize and everything else. There is those dramatic moments, but the bottom line is, is when you're doing that, Laura, and you do such a good job, come on, you do such a good job. Let me just say that really, you do such a good job. Okay. <laughs> that I would just praise you in what you do. You sound great. You're doing it with class. It's coming across perfectly. Don't try to be me. Don't ever try to be anybody other than yourself because you do you as you do it is perfect. So yeah. I'm just throwing that out there hey, and that's all I'm going to say. Don't <laughs> try to be Bruce Buffer and say, and your winner is Jim Miller. No, Pat Schilling. Yeah. Pat, yeah, it's yeah. Pat Schilling. Don't worry. Uh, sorry, Jim. You lost. Thanks, TJ. Thanks for bringing up an embarrassing moment as I'm hey. trying to praise Laura. That's perfect. I, I love to be self-deprecating, so I'll take it. Thank hey, you, my TJ. entire career is an embarrassing moment, so that's all right. Okay, well, speaking of embarrassing moments, it was a heck of a show on Saturday. No embarrassing moments, just good good fights, good solid fights. Um, with that being said, you know, we're going on to next weekend. I'm not going to be there, Laura. Uh, Joe Martinez will be there doing the announcing in my place. I'll be back the following week. When do you go back home? You're there for how many more? Uh, I don't have any more fight nights until um, a little bit later. So I've got a few. I'm just contender for the next uh, few weeks. Okay, so you're going to be there, though. Yes, I go, so you- I go home in between. I will not. I won't be here for Saturday's fights, if that makes sense. I think I don't know who's doing backstage. I don't know if it's Heidi or um, or Megan. I'm not sure. Well, it's either one or the other, right? Yeah. Until they, it's either you, Megan, or Heidi. Yep. Well, yeah, that's good. I would go home too. I would never stay for that long. I would definitely go back. But then we have Abu Dhabi. Are you scheduled for Abu Dhabi? I am. Yes. I'm really disappointed because I'm not going to be there for um, Adesanya versus Costa. Because I would not have a marriage if I accepted that show. They offered it to me, uh, not for the normal backstage, because Megan always does, does the pay-per-views, of course, but the right. uh, quick hits thing that I do. Um, but that would have meant three straight weeks of me being gone. And mm-hmm. so I just I had to pass on that one. But I'll be there for the last two. So I'm, I'm kind of the tail end of Abu Dhabi. I will see you for the last pay-per-view when you get All right. Yep. Did you have a good time when we were there last time? How was it for you? I did. You know, I had... I did have a good time. I would say on like a personal level, I had a good time because my team was there. Grant Dawson was there. Um, uh-huh. James Krause was there. You know, I had people around me that I knew and it was really Gina, uh, Mazzani and Tim Elliott. It was really nice to spend time with them, almost like we're vacationing together. But yeah. I really struggled with the uh, time difference because I thought I could trick my circadian rhythms into staying on U.S. time so that I'd be nice and awake during the shows. And I just got caught in this limbo land where I never slept more than four hours and I was taking naps at weird times and I never knew what time of day it was. It just, I'll be honest, it completely threw me off. So I think next time I go, I'm just going to let myself adjust to Abu Dhabi time and just suck it up and, you know, go to work at 1 a.m. Not a bad idea. I mean, find out what works best for you. I slept during the day. I mean, we'd, we'd be up after the show get to bed about 11 o'clock, you know, after a nice breakfast because the food was really good in the hotel where we're staying. I hope we're still with a W when we get there. And then sleeping all day and staying awake all night, as much as it made it easier on my body to a certain degree, it doesn't. It, it definitely has an effect. And when I got back, staying even on L.A. time the way I did, I, it definitely hit me for a few days when I got back. And I rarely ever get any jet lag, you know. Yeah. So it is what it is. We're UFC road warriors. We do what we do. And that's the name of the game. You know, Laura, one more question before you go. And, um, 
Heidi, she does boxing. Megan is branching out into other sports. You have a very wide demographic appeal yourself. You're doing MMA. We work with the SPN. I'm sure you've had phone calls. I'm sure there's been some nibblings of something. Is your goal to expand your career into other sports without taking away from the great work you do with the UFC? Is that a goal? And are you open-minded to that? You know, to be honest with you, um, I think... No, no, no. I want you to lie through your teeth, please. (laughs) (laughs) I would never do that. I would never do that. I don't either. You know, I... I came into this career a little bit differently than Heidi and Megan did. I think, you know, Megan went to school for broadcasting, I know, and um, had a a wonderful career before this as well. And same thing with Heidi. You know, both of those women are trained broadcasters who grew up um, wanting to do broadcasting and then fell in love with MMA and boxing. I think maybe once they already knew that they wanted to be in television, it's sort of the opposite with me. So I, I was in love with MMA way before I ever even imagined that I would be holding a microphone. Um, so the reality is I, I really don't have a desire to do other sports. That's not to say that I would turn out, turn down some phenomenal opportunity, but the reality is that I, my real goal is to grow my career within the UFC, whatever that looks like. I'd like to be able to continue to stretch outside the strict reporter box and, and do analysis work whenever it makes sense. Um, I love, like I said, I love doing commentary uh, for Invicta and, I don't know that that will uh, ever happen with the UFC because they have such excellent commentators as it is. But um, that would be, you know, that would be a dream of mine. Again, I don't know if that'll ever happen, but we'll see. And maybe, maybe contender series, who knows? But that's kind of the growth I would like to have for myself um, eventually. And the growth I'm striving for is more within the UFC world and branching out beyond the, uh, the backstage reporter role and less so much, about working for the NFL or the NBA or, or, or that. What, what about equestrian? I might do that. I might, I might, you could probably talk me into doing equestrian. That'd be awesome. There you that go. Would be- the whole point is, is to, to go after what you're passionate about and monetize your passions. So yes. you're passionate about MMA, you're passionate about equestrian horses. For those people who don't know what equestrian means, we're talking horses. Okay. Horsies <laughs> and all that goes with it. I think your attitude is perfect because Follow your passion. Concentrate on what you're great at. You're with the greatest sport organization in the world. There's so much to do. Even with other commentators out there, you never know what the future holds. And I'll say it again. You do such a great job at what you do, Lori. You're only going to get better as the reps get longer and get more frequent. And the world's your oyster. So stick with it. Uh, I'll give you a choice. Would you like to hang with us as we go over some news stories for 20 minutes, or do you have to go? You know what? Unfortunately, I do have to go because I have someone waiting for me. There you go. Love See, to do that. She, she's is squeezing do- in is that a doctor with a with a swab Uh-oh. and a Q-tip. Is that who's waiting for you right now? <laughs> yeah, she's waiting for me in a little bit longer, but yeah, yeah, no, I've I've got a I've got an appointment to go hit some mitts here. So go do it. See, Come it's on. that it's that, it's that it's that last minute activity she was talking about, Bruce. This is it before she goes on lockdown. I love it. I love it. I work out go, in. Go enjoy. I just hung a uh, hundred pound Muay Thai kick bag in my uh, garage gym here, the gym I have in my home, which okay. obviously is the only place I work out now. So. I'm looking forward to it too. After the show, I'm going to go start banging on that thing too. So I, I got the feeling myself. Some video, Bruce. We got to see it. I saw the picture you showed me the other day. I know you're putting in the work. All right. Yeah, putting in the work. Definitely putting in the work. I always put in the work, Laura. I've never stopped, and I never will. <laughs> I've never and started you either. I've never started, and I never will. <laughs> then don't, because honestly, once you start, then you have you know it's just too much. Just right. Don't. You're doing great as it is, TJ. But everyone says get in shape, and I'm like, round is a shape. Pear is a shape. <laughs> yeah, you're in shape. 
There you go. <laughs> I've got it all figured all right. out. Laura, it's, it's a pleasure having you on. It's, uh, you and I don't get to talk as much as we used to, but uh, it's, it's great having you on this program. Thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, real pleasure, Laura. Now go show them who's made of uh, steel and <laughs> vigor and everything and throw those lefts, throw those rights, get those right. rounds in and get ready for your show. Go do it. Thank go you, do Laura. it. Thanks, TJ. See you, Laura. Bye, Laura. Take Bye. care, Laura. Cheers. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Stephanie from Safeway. Exciting news. Safeway, Chevron, and Texaco are offering even more savings at the pump. Now through September 8th, shop at Safeway and redeem up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards at participating Chevron and Texaco stations and at Safeway fuel stations. Shop Safeway this week and earn up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards. This is Stephanie from Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is $1 per gallon in a single fill-up, up to 25 gallons for a limited time. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details in-store or at Safeway.com. <sighs> Sorry I'm late, everyone. It's all right. The meeting's just getting started. Are you in your closet? Yeah, it's the quietest place. <gasps> ah, not the roomiest, though. Getting closer with your closet these days? That uh, dinosaur costume behind you? What? No. <laughs> the Container Store's custom closet sale is here to help with up to 25% off closet systems and free virtual in-home closet design. Who wants Sean to put on the dino suit? Really, guys? The Container Store, where space comes from. All right, we're back. You know, Laura Sanko, I've been wanting to have her on the show for quite a while. We've been working together for a long time. I, I Like I said, I never forget that airport story, TJ. Yeah. That was the funniest thing. And that's the thing, uh, too. You miss your flight and your whole entire day is changed. I know. Well, you know, she's an interesting conversationalist. You oh, know, 100%. We sat there, we were talking. Yeah. And that proof, that's the proof of the pudding right there. Okay, let's get into some news stories here. Thank you, Laura, for being on the show. God, we have such incredible people working with UFC. This is, you know... Just to say one thing, mm-hmm. we're in this COVID period, we're in this pandemic, we have to come here, we got to get tested, we got to get quarantined, but the people I get to work with, and I'm sure the people you get to work with in Invicta, but being a UFC road warrior, you, you, you grow this bond with males and females that you work around, and I always say it's like Boy Scouts go to camp, more so than ever now, it is like Boy Scouts go to camp. Well, you're stuck in camp. We're stuck in camp. We're stuck yeah. with each other. And I'm not talking about band camp. I'm talking about camp. Okay. Right. We're stuck. Right. <laughs> you know what I meant by that. All right. Here we go. COVID-19 update. Um, bit of good news. As a nation, we're clearly doing better now on the last day of August than we were on the first day of August, according to Dr. Aish, the director of the Harvard Globe uh, Health Institute. Put, put that into perspective for me, Bruce, because that I don't know what that means. It's not really that much of a perspective. Just over seven months ago, no one in the U.S. had a confirmed case of COVID-19. On Monday now... The United States has topped 6 million cases. Over 183,000 people have died. And it's left many, and I clarify this with an emphasis, it's left many young adults, young adults with long-term problems. That's the scariest part, Bruce. Obviously, people are passing away and perishing, but the, the ones that are affected by it and then get over it, a lot of people think, well, you know what, it's not gonna affect me. It's not gonna be a big deal. I'm young, I'm fit. Until you have it, and then you find out that you don't breathe the same way that you used to, or your heart suffered some complications and things like that's what's really, really scary about it. Never, never mind the obvious, uh, you know, fear of, of passing away. Totally. And until it gets close to somebody, until it hits you in a six degrees of separation or it yeah. hits you close at home, I don't think you're going to react properly. I mean, most people will not react properly as the example you just gave. It's not which real is, to which so again, many people. Which, part group. of the problem. That's yeah. part of the problem. Yeah, it's to so many people, it's just a new story. And uh, I, I'm happy for them that they haven't been impacted by it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want any of their loved ones uh, or friends to to get it and, and suffer complications from it. 
but when you keep hearing about things and maybe you go down the YouTube rabbit hole and, and you know, search plandemic, um, you're, you're not really understanding the gravity of the situation. And um, I guess for those people, I hope that they can stay in that bubble, if you will, uh, forever. But the, the truth is there's a lot of reality to this. And when you feel it, it hurts. Well, it hurts. And it hurts for you know other reasons, too. I mean, even though daily cases have come down, deaths are starting to decline. Hospitalizations are somewhat down. This is good news, but it's right. largely because of the smart policies that have been put in place and are followed in place even after mistakes have been made in Texas, Arizona, and Florida. Uh, with the closing of the bars, the masking, the gyms, the whole nine yards. The detriment is the economic situation and everything that's affecting, the people that's affecting, and it's going to get worse. And I don't mean to be a pessimist, but again, here we are. It is mm. August. We're about to go into September. What does September mean? September is flu season. People right. are now, the doctors are saying it is more important now than ever, not as a battle against COVID necessarily, but get your flu shot. Definitely get a flu shot this year just to give you that little bit of extra strength uh, in one case in particular so you're not further compromised. God forbid you ever come in contact with the COVID virus. So that's that. That's COVID. We know it's ongoing. We're going to probably be back into a pandemic situation potentially in November. When I don't new- think we've left it. I mean, I know I don't think we left, but what it means is, though, is that we may not have left by November. We can still be in the same thing. Here's my question, Bruce. You say we're going to go into flu season, which, yeah, we are. And and COVID-19 is last year's virus, right? It's COVID-19. That's what that's what the 19 stands for. Um, When when will this thing evolve? Like, when do we see a new virus that we essentially almost have to throw out any sort of information that we know about? COVID-19 because the new flu essentially will be upon us. That's, that's what I worry about. I worry about it too, but I listen, nobody has a crystal ball. No medical experts have a crystal ball. Right. It's all going to be the proof in the pudding and the facts that are going to take place. It's already been said that come November, there's potentially a new strain that could be created that comes out, right? Causing us to go through whatever we go through again. Mm. We was talking about the three vaccines. All we can do is cross our fingers, hope for the best, stay positive and do what we have to do and try to stay as healthy as we possibly can. That's really all we can do. I mean, nobody's got an answer. Nobody's got a nobody's got a crystal ball. I'll say it again. Do you? I don't. I mean, if I had a crystal ball, it's just a crystal ball, and it's worth whatever it's worth. It's not going to tell me any information. All right, well, I'm going to give you some crystal balls of value here in a second. We go into some collectibles that will blow you away. But before we do, there's a couple uh, stories here we need to uh, mm. discuss. I'm going to go back to the. I'm not going to go too much into the protests and politics. You know, we we talk about it. I'm not interested in creating a a a civil war on the show, which just seems to be what's happening around the country with everything going on. But it was so disturbing watching that video of that 17 year old kid, Kyle Rittenhouse, Mm -hmm. uh, who was charged in the shooting deaths of the two the two anti uh, racism protesters in Kenosha, Wisconsin. I know we touched on it last week. Um, We didn't really. Oh, oh, we well, maybe we didn't. It, I don't but think it had happened yet. Did, did it not happen? I thought we did touch on it, but maybe we. I watched uh, that. If we did, I didn't know. I mean, that was the one thing I had heard a little bit about it, Bruce, but I I didn't know the depth of it, uh, and because I was out of the country, and um, yeah, that was no, one of the most disturbing videos I've ever seen. One hundred percent. Yeah, very disturbing. There's, there's, I, I again, I know you don't want to go down this sort You're of line of conversation, but, what you want to say. but but the bottom line yeah. is this. Um, We've talked a lot of controversial things over the 10 plus years that we've done the show. And there are always times where I can find a a thread of an argument on both sides just for conversation's sake. I can't find that here, Bruce. No, 
can't. And that's what I don't understand. I don't understand the controversy here. I don't understand the division in this country about things like this because there's the right side and there's a wrong side. And I just, I'll leave it at that. It seems so simple. It's black or it's white. You know, I mean that in respect to two choices. It's black or it's white, you know, bottom line. And look, that was that. Um, I just got to stop. So I just wanted to stop so bad, and I'm afraid it's not going to. There's going to be other instances, obviously, because that's what's brewing out there. And, and the problem is, is we're marching closer and closer to an election, which is just more divisive, you know, yep. to our society. And I, I hope that whatever happens, I and mean, we talked about this in, in 2016, I hope whatever happens on election day, somehow we just get back as, as a strong nation, you know? I mean, I'm, I have my own personal feelings about it. I'm sure you do as well. But I just hope that we can just come back together when it's all said and done. I'm hoping for the best, too, my friend. I'm a positive person. I'm going to keep that positive attitude. We'll see what happens as it all comes out. Speaking of, uh, we'll get off this for a second onto something that's very tragic. Um, People pass away every day. We know that. We're dealing with that more so with what we've been talking about for the last 15 minutes. But the tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman at 43 years old of colon cancer a uh, very fine actor, very well adored, classy, great reputation, um, fighting this for four years, nobody really knowing about it except his family, still working, still going and visiting terminally ill children and doing a lot of things that if you've read about this gentleman and everything's gone through uh, during those four years, my condolences, my best wishes, and my everything goes out to his family and loved ones. But also I think that this is proof that you know most men – or all men, when they pass 50, should get a colonoscopy. The colonoscopy is about finding if there's something wrong in your colon, colon cancer down there. If you have a family history of colon cancer, I would say this is proof that you should not wait. And I'm not a doctor, folks. But I would talk to your doctor. You should not wait until you're 50. You should probably be getting colonoscopies in your late 30s. This is proof right here to protect yourself, anybody out there with a history. live and learn. But the bottom line in here, very tragic passing of a very talented, classy actor and human being. And I just want to recognize that and send out my condolences to his family. Yeah, no, 100 percent co-signing that. Absolutely. Now, on to another subject. Not again, I hate changing from sensitive subject to other subjects, but we are a new show at this point. We need to talk about it. Amazon. They are this much closer to drone deliveries. Yeah. It's going to be a thing. Deliveries. Yeah. I know. 30 minutes or less drone deliveries to your house. That's What is amazing. that going to cost? Like that's that's what's crazy to me. Like I don't know. And and I, I assume that the drones need to be somewhat nearby, you know, the place that the order is is being taken. I don't know what the lifespan of those batteries are or or how they really operate, but uh, you're not flying a drone for 100 miles. Well, we'll see. It's very interesting. I mean, it's another thing with um Uber saying eventually they'll be flying cars. And also I understand Uber might not even, uh, they might close work here yeah, in California. They, they, uh, they came to an agreement to extend it, but uh, the state of California wants to mandate that all drivers for Uber are company employees. And, employees, right. You know, they, there are complications uh, if, you know, Uber doesn't want to make them employees. And there are a lot of things that go, you know, along with making uh, contractors employees that are, you know, maybe not cost effective for the company, but uh, hopefully they figure it out. Yeah, well, it's not cost effective. The immediate reaction as a company, when your employees are in independent contractors, you don't have to match and pay their taxes. Suddenly, as employees, you're going to have to match and pay taxes. There's right. probably insurance. Mm-hmm. There's 
potentially 401k, all this, it creates a lot more of a financial output for the company itself. Right. Um, I remember Uber, was it like even last of last year, they were claiming at the end of the year that they weren't even profitable because they all the money they're making. They, they, I, don't, I don't believe Uber has ever turned a profit, at least on the books, financially. No. At least on the books, yep. at least on the books. Well, that's Uber. Then we'll talk about Apple. Apple split four ways today. Um, Tesla split five ways. What does that mean, split? Now, Explain that to me. Well, let's, let's say, for instance, that uh, as an example, Apple... I'm not giving the exact pricing, but let's say it was $400 a share. Okay. To buy a share, you'd have to buy for $400. Right. Now a four-way split means the shares are $100. If you have okay, So there's more shares out there then. Yes. So let's say for instance, to do this correct, mm. you had 25 shares of Apple. Right. Right? Now you have 100 shares. Let's Makes say you had 25 of 400. Right. Now you have 100 shares at 100. Mhm. Mm now to my knowledge, because I went in and bought some today, because I noticed before when you do that, they have a tendency to go up. Both Tesla and Apple did go up today to a certain extent. I haven't checked it since the close of the market. So it makes it more affordable for people to buy and more shares out there for people to buy. And I don't want to tell people how to invest their money, but I went ahead and put a, put a little bit of coin in the Tesla and the Apple stocks. Uh, they're not going to go down. So probably a wise I don't investment. Think so. I mean, not, yeah, not just, significantly. You know what I mean? And uh, shares like that, if they do go down, just wait long enough. They'll go up. I promise. Yeah, we'll see. Snoop Dogg. He's come out with Snoop Cali Red. He former UFC commentator own, Snoop Dogg. Former UFC commentator Snoop Dogg. It's not just the ganja. Now it's the wine. He's got Snoop Cali Red. The label's premiered. It premiered as a California entry into the wine market at $12 a bottle. Um, it's a combination of, if you know your wines, uh, Petite Syrah, Zinfandel with a splash of Merlot, which actually sounds like a very interesting combination. I'm, I'm definitely going to try it, uh, but you know, kudos to him. I mean, I'm coming out with Puncher's Chance, which was released in a number of states last week, and uh, now another foray into the alcohol market, or the wine market, shall we say, is Snoop Dogg. Good luck to Snoop. Very cool. Very cool. A man of another man, many talents, many many different things, and another man of many talents is Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum uh, basically has written a children's book, and he wrote hmm. that children's book in honor of his own child. And I think that's really, really cool. That's, that's something awesome. I've always wanted. Did I ever tell you that I wanted to write a children's yeah, book? Yeah, you have. Uh, I remember yeah. that on the on the program. We talked about that a long time ago. Um, yeah. And that's what's interesting. The idea of writing a children's book does not sound all that hard. And it's probably not all that hard. But getting it published and getting it out there, that's the real hard part. And uh, well, I'm curious. I'm curious what the story's about. Uh, it would be like the It's Time children's book. It's time to. It's time for breakfast. I it's like time that. to play. Right. It's time to poop. Right. It's time to this with illustrations. Now, so I basically, what you're book, but, what you're doing is uh, just taking all of your uh, you know personalized video recording requests and just putting them into a book. It's time to have a baby. It's time to get married. It, it would probably have to a little more tweak to it than that, but okay. that's pretty much along the lines. But let's put it this way: nobody else can do it. It's it's time. Right. So. So if anybody my, wants to take that idea and roll with it, my attorney will be giving you a call probably by the time the book is about to be published. My question <laughs> is this, Bruce. Have you ever done a personalized video or voice recording for someone to go to the bathroom? Is is there a, it's time to poop greeting uh, out there? No, that one has not come out yet. Okay. So, All right. Well, I, someone order it on similar... Cameo right now. <laughs> keep it classy. That's all I can say. Keep it classy. But yeah, you never know. You never know. I'm always open to that. Don't, don't keep it assy. No, no, classy. Uh, okay, got it. Speaking got of it. that, listen, I filmed a Manscaped commercial last week. Okay. Oh yeah. So you want 
Oh, yeah. You want to talk about this is hilarious, hilarious commercial. You're going to crack up. I can't tell you what it is, Mm -hmm. obviously. But, um, you know, we use the word self-deprecating, making fun of oneself and having a ball with it. Right. I was totally into it that day. I had a ball with it. I put out something on social media. I got there and they asked me if I wanted a manicure as soon as I got there. So because, well, somebody had to hold the product. Obviously, they're manicuring their hands. So it's the first Uh time I've ever been on a TV movie or or a commercial TV set and I get offered a manicure, which I love. So I I, I grabbed it. I haven't had one since COVID came in. Been doing all that. So it was fun. Okay. My little perk. My little perk. Did you ever see Bill and Ted's Adventure? Of course. Which one? The Excellent Adventure or the Bogus Journey? There was two, right? Yeah. There's an Excellent Adventure and a Bogus Journey. Okay. Well, now there's three. They're coming out with a new one. 29 years later, Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves are playing Bill and Ted. It's called Bill and Ted Face the Music. Okay. Right? Yeah. And I got to give Keanu Reeves a lot of credit. Okay. He did this movie 29 years ago. Went Mm -hmm. on to a glorious career with all that he's done. Right? And recently, of course, the um, John Wick uh, movies, which I love. And always fun to watch. And now he gets out of John Wick, kicking ass, taking down all the worst bad guys in the world you can possibly think about. And he's back to Bill and Ted face the music. That's no, called an actor. Nothing wrong That's with that. An actor yeah. do any, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. All good. I like it. I Get like to work. it a lot. Get to work, Keanu Reeves. Exactly. All right, a couple collectibles talk here. 1975, Muhammad Ali fought Joe Frazier in one of their great fights. The white shoes that Muhammad Ali wore in the ring are being auctioned off by Heritage Auction Sports, and the starting bid is $199,000. Wow. That's great. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. I mean, it'll go closer to a quarter of a mil. Oh, if not more. Yeah. And then another situation that occurred, we've been talking about Michael Jordan rookie cards. We've been talking about uh, how they're so expensive and being sold. Well, get this, okay? And I've had these cards. I've had these cards and graded at eight. Right, mm-hmm. a graded, pristine ten gold label graded by SCG Michael Jordan cards, one of the grading companies, just sold. How much, TJ? Take a shot. A hundred thousand dollars. Four hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Wow, not bad for cardboard. Cardboard. There we go again. Cardboard. All right, this is an interesting story. I call this a feel-good story. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, it involves marijuana or involves CBD oil. All right. Okay. Stressed, anxious, depressed. It turns out elephants, TJ, are a lot like human beings. And a zoo in Poland, to help with their anxiousness, their stress, and their depression, is giving them CBD oils. Right? Mm-hmm. All right. There you go. CBD oil. I, See, I, I didn't how know How much that... CBD oil do you have to give an elephant? That's what I want to know. a great know. question. I didn't know that they had the uh, uh, cannabidiol receptors like human beings do. That's interesting. I didn't know either. But obviously something's working, so more power to them. You know, they—it's basically a project they've launched. They want to increase mm. the decrease the anxiety in them. They're taking blood samples. They're going to monitor their um, cortisol levels. Uh, you know, which has to do with the feel-good drug in your brain, the endorphins, right. and all that kind of stuff. So it could take up to two years. To be two years before they get to the uh, finish mark on this testing. Wow. And there we go. All right, TJ, we're going to sign off here. Anything to tell the audience? No, nothing uh, too crazy. I'll be live again uh, Saturday night following the UFC's uh, fight card with uh, Dean Thomas for extra rounds. You can check that out on the UFC Fight Pass Facebook page. Uh, But that's about it. 
Sounds good. And uh, I am going to have two weeks at home. Got a lot of work here, a lot of work with Puncher's Chance and a number of other real exciting projects that are taking place over here at Buffer Enterprises. We're very excited, Chris and I, and all the people we're working with. I can't talk about everything right now, but I will tell you again, thank you, thank you, thank you. The videos, the audios, the birthdays, the championship introductions, weddings are coming back now again, too. I'm noticing, too, I'm doing more weddings, birth of babies, all those coming in through brucebuffer.com. Just email my office. The email address is info at brucebuffer.com. You can send any of your questions there also if you wish, if you want me to talk about them on the show. Uh, meanwhile, I'm going to enjoy this week. I've got the surfboards ready to go. I took all the wax off them, TJ. I've Quiver's ready. I plan on getting a lot of good, fun time in the ocean and the sun and enjoy the Southern California weather for as long as we possibly can. All right. So with with that well, being said, hey, TJ, you have a great week. Anything else? For just, just be careful out there with the sharks because uh, something happens. You'll only have a puncher's chance. Hey, punch him right in the nose. If it's your time, it's your time, TJ. Or, offer him, or offer him a bottle of uh, puncher's chance. Hey, at five pounds a bottle, that bottle hitting him in the nose is going to make him run away. I'll tell you that much. So there you go. He'll definitely have a bunch of chance. I'll, I'll like it very much. Nice. All right, TJ, have a great week. We'll be back next week with another exciting guest. Everybody, I want you all to really sit down, think about everything that's important to you. Think about 10 things in life that you're grateful for in life. Write them down. It's a great way to feel good if you're feeling any kind of tension, a calming effect. Just embrace and realize the good things that I hope you have happening in your life and focus on them. Be strong within yourself, set your goals, write them down so that when you set on that path to set your goals, to excuse me, to go and accomplish your goals and achieve what you set out to do, I say it every week, I'll say it again, be the best you can be. By being the best you can be, you're winning, and that's what we're all about on this show. Practice your protocol, practice your safety, be part of the solution, not part of the problem, and we'll all get through this. I wish everybody a great week. Keep winning, everybody. Buffer out. Big cheers, no fears, forever. Hi, this is Stephanie from Safeway. Exciting news. Safeway, Chevron, and Texaco are offering even more savings at the pump. Now through September 8th, shop at Safeway and redeem up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards at participating Chevron and Texaco stations and at Safeway fuel stations. Shop Safeway this week and earn up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards. This is Stephanie from Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is $1 per gallon in a single fill-up, up to 25 gallons for a limited time. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details in-store or at Safeway.com. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Touch-free QR code payments. No seller fees until 2021. Not applicable to PayPal here transactions. Other fees may apply. Shop safe with PayPal.